What is good, everybody? Welcome to another Niners Nation podcast. I am Rob Stats Guerrero. No Kyle Posey this week on a Friday, but don't worry. I took care of you anyway with all the Matt Stafford, Deshaun Watson, not so much Aaron Rodgers anymore, but a lot of quarterback rumors swirling around the Niners. You've heard me talk about it a lot of times. You sort of know my position. You know Kyle's position. So I wanted to get a different perspective on it. So we're going to talk to Mike Sando of The Athletic, who puts out every year the quarterback tiers column where he talks to a bunch of coaches and coordinators and GMs around the league, gets everybody's opinion on where to put the quarterbacks, and then he publishes a column, sort of averages out all the scores just to get the lay of the land, what the league thinks about all the signal callers in the NFL. So I thought he'd be a good person to talk to about Stafford, about Jimmy, about Watson, and how these guys might fit in the Kyle Shanahan system. So we're going to do that. But before we do, I just want to remind you to please rate, review, and subscribe to the Niners Nation Podcast Network. If you haven't done so already, I really urge you to do it. We really appreciate it. It helps a lot. If you give a nice review or even a mean review, I'm down for that too. We will read it on the show to show you that we do care. And contrary to popular internet wisdom, we do read the comments. All right, I'm not going to talk too much because I want to get you right to the interview. Again, it's Mike Sandow of The Athletic, and it's just honestly a deep dive into the quarterback rumors with the 49ers. There is no better person to talk to than the man who has created one of my favorite off-season things every year, and that is the quarterback tiers. I think it's seven years in a row, Mike Sandow, that you have come up with just one of the tentpole articles of the off season. So first of all, thank you for joining me and thank you for your wonderful idea. <laughs> thank you very much. It's helped me better understand the position, you know, and just kind of learn its importance and, and how to, how the league evaluates these guys, you know? So you had this idea and you wanted to go around the league and get people's real opinions on the quarterbacks around the league. But I think the genius of it was the rather than have them rank them and then get into a whole argument about semantics of who's five and who's six, you have the tier idea, which I love because I feel like you get more honest answers by just having these guys group the quarterbacks into tiers rather than specifically in an order where everyone is better than somebody else. Yeah, absolutely. And then in the end, we average it together and we do get an order, you know, based on that. But uh, the tiers really work because I think that's I think quarterbacks fall into them. You know, there's a few people that can sometimes straddle them, and it's funny. Like like to me, Jimmy Garoppolo is a little bit like that, to where like you know between the second and third tier, it's almost kind of like you can get him pl- playing at a second tier level, right? But if you strip back enough away from him, he sort of feels more like a like a three, and uh, that doesn't mean you can't win with him. They obviously have, right? Uh, but you wouldn't have people putting him in that top tier where they think that you know, he could really drive your success almost no matter what, you know? Definitely not. And that, so that was one of the things I did once you agreed to join me was I want, I combed through the tier column from 2020 and let's start with Matthew Stafford, because I'm noticing 49ers Twitter. There are some people saying some things about a lot of smoke with the 49ers and Matthew Stafford. We're recording this on Thursday. So nothing has happened yet, but who knows what could, happened between now and when I actually post this. So let's start with Stafford because I thought it was hilarious. The the comment 
on Matthew Stafford from the 2020 tiers column says, if you landed him in Pittsburgh or San Francisco, you'd have a winner. That was the actual quote from this Outstanding. year. Outstanding. You know, you know what? I'd forgotten that. I don't have, I, I wrote that in over the summer. So that's wonderful. That's really, really good. Um, <laughs> I'll have to go back and look at that. It's funny, you know, I'm actually, uh, but so this is posting on Friday. Matt Barrows and I will actually have a piece up on the athletic that is looking at Stafford and some others, you know, so uh, we can tease that here and, and maybe I'll even use that quote. I'll go back and find that quote. That's pretty good. Stafford, you know, is one of those guys that's a little bit hard to evaluate, right? Because he hasn't had the team success and almost he's almost the opposite of Jimmy Garoppolo, right? Yes. In that he's perceived to have this wonderful talent. But the organization has let him down by never being good on the offensive line or defense or not having a good scheme. And then people perceive Garoppolo to be, you know, not that talented, but really benefiting from the great scheme. They have a good defense, all of those things that muddy the waters, right? On wait, how much is the quarterback having to do with this? <laughs> yes. It is a team sport very much. And one of the quotes in there from the Stafford section that I liked was that he's never been exposed to what it's supposed to be like, which I thought was really interesting. Can yeah. you learn that when you're 32 going on 33? I, I mean, I think you can. And, you know, I've written a couple columns this year about um, Stafford. And to me, the parallel is Carson Palmer. Right. I mean, you go to an organization as a high pick, you're, you're, you have this incredible arm talent that everybody talks about. Right. And then you don't really have that. You have a little bit of success here, there, but you never really win a playoff game. Um, you know, and by the end, you're sort of tired of being there. Right. And so uh, Christian Palmer was so tired of it. He, he held out and actually forced a trade, went to the Raiders. That was a, maybe a worse situation. Right. I mean, for uh, they were in turmoil at the time, the sort of the end of the Al Davis run and, they were not a good situation, but then he lands in Arizona, which had been kind of a laughingstock place. But when Ken Wisnant got there, they got a new stadium. They'd been to a Super Bowl, Kurt Warner. You know, they had sort of come up to be a respectable organization. And then they had Bruce Arians. They had some good talent. They had a good defense. I think that was very underrated. Todd Bowles was there. They were good on defense. And Carson Palmer came in and he's in their ring of honor. You know, a few years later, they were in the championship game. That would be seen as a successful run. He was a big part of uh, Bruce Arians becoming the winningest coach for Arizona. I don't know why that you couldn't have done that with the equivalent of Matt Stafford, right? Isn't Matt Stafford kind of Carson Palmer? Yeah, that, honestly, like that was the first person I thought of for sure. Uh, it seems like things in Detroit are ending more amicably than they did with Carson in Cincinnati, which by the way, have things in Cincinnati improved that much? I feel like Joe Burrow could be in the same situation a few years from now. Yeah, absolutely. They may not have, you know, I mean, I, I, their record is terrible. I mean, I don't know why people aren't bringing in Marvin Lewis. He looks like a pretty dang good coach when you consider they were about five and 20 in the 25 games before he got there. And they're about the same <laughs> since he left, you know, and in between they were at least a 500 ish team had some good years. So uh, yeah, I, I, I don't, I think Cincinnati could be in a similar situation for Burrow eventually. Getting back to Stafford and the 49ers, if that were to happen, how well do you think he would fit with Kyle Shanahan? Or do you think that Kyle would just change things up to suit Stafford? No, I think, you know, I think Stafford is a poor man's Aaron Rodgers. Okay. He's not going to be as good as Aaron Rodgers, but he has some of, he makes some of the same throws, right? He uh, is an, has an instinctive player about him a way about him. He can sort of fit balls in with the sidearm or the, you know, you saw every once in a while it's a wild throw. You know, he's not as good as Aaron Rodgers, of course, but he's closer to Aaron Rodgers than like uh, Garoppolo is, right? Or most quarterbacks are. So 
what happened when you put uh, Rodgers in that type of an offense, uh, kind of a, a Kyle Shanahan type offense, is it suddenly looks really easy for him, <laughs> uh, right? There's much less of the drop back passing game. It's play action. Now, there's also less of Rodgers running all over the place and making hero plays. Uh, but at the end of the day, there's 40-some touchdown passes. Rodgers is just not even breaking a sweat out there, and he's MVP of the league, right? So you're not going to get Matthew Stafford to not break a sweat and be MVP of the league, but I think you could get uh, better than certainly Detroit's got out of him, and I think probably better than what uh, they've been able to get with Garoppolo just because I think Stafford is a more talented throw of the football who also is more experienced and probably has a better feel for the game. If you look at Stafford's average year, he his average season would be more passing yards than any 49ers quarterback has ever had in the history of the franchise. So wow. even if Kyle Shanahan doesn't turn him into some sort of wizard, if he just does what he's always done, that's still the most yardage any yeah. 49ers quarterback has ever thrown for. So I am like doing a rain dance to try and get this trade to go through. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think they would be a little bit more willing to throw the ball. It would be interesting, like, okay, let's go back to the Super Bowl and everyone talked about, you know, the end of the half scenario or whatever and what, <laughs> whether they were being aggressive or not. It'd be fun to know, right? If, if you had Stafford and there would some of those types of situations be different. And I think the answer is, in Atlanta, because I think when they had Matt Ryan, who's probably, you know, a little bit more in that vein of a multi-pro bowl guy who might throw for 4,500 yards in any given year, you know what I mean? And be part of a pass oriented offense. Certainly when you have that play action uh, component to it, that would be a good comp, right? Wouldn't you yes. say you, most of us would say Stafford's a probably more talented the version of Ryan. Um, yeah. And a little more mobile too. I would agree. Yeah, a little more mobile. So you would think then if you put him in, you know, the, like, I don't think like Stafford could have easily been the MVP of the league in 2016 in Atlanta, I feel like. Right. Yes. Whereas I, I feel like Garoppolo might've been, um, you know, a pro bowler, you know, you know what I mean? But maybe not quite to that heights. And I think that would be the difference we'd be talking about. Yeah, I, I agree. Garoppolo is good, but very limited. And I feel like though a lot of those limits are not, Matthew Stafford doesn't have a lot of those limits. Yeah. yeah. And I think we also, you know, the, the main component for Garoppolo, just independent of that, is he misses a lot of the games. Oh, God. Now, Stafford has missed some lately, too, but does have a long history, you know, of uh, of playing. And I think if you took, if you could, you could really sell me on the idea that, hey, you know what? Rodgers was never on the injury report this year playing in that offense. You take a guy with great instincts, feel for the game, gets rid of the ball, and now – People are not in his face as much, you know, because of the play action scheme. Now they have a good offensive line there too. So, you know, as long as the 49ers feel like they've got a good offensive line, you know, Trent Williams coming back and it's been a well-coached unit and it, the line, the pressure's taken off the line somewhat with the scheme. Throw in a Stafford. I'd rather see it than not see it, right? I'd, I'd rather see Stafford than sign up for another year of what we have, right? Oh, you can't, you can't. Like hope is not a plan. You can't just run it back with Jimmy and say, well, hopefully he doesn't get injured and hopefully he knows the playbook better and doesn't make stupid throws. Like that is not a plan. Yeah, I agree. So there, there has to be something. It's, it's interesting to me. Like they've been very respectful of Jimmy, you know, it's kind of where you look at like the Rams are like, yeah, yeah. It's 4 22 PM on January uh, 29th. Uh, 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 Goff's our quarterback check back tomorrow. You know, that's been their attitude, which the 49ers have been really classy. I think with this whole thing, but still need to be looking, you know, and they absolutely are looking. Albert Breer had it in his column the other day that Garoppolo's name 
came up briefly in the DeForest Buckner trade talks. I wonder who brought his name up. I don't think it was the Colts. I think it was the 49ers. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that they are going to make a move generally. And this is probably going to sound like an obvious question, but how much better can a team get when they go from a tier three quarterback to a tier two quarterback, which is basically what the Niners would be doing going Garoppolo to Stafford. Yeah. I think when you have the rest of the team being good, like on defense, uh, then I think it can be the difference of whether you can win the Super Bowl or not. You know, and I think you see some of those, now it depends if you're playing Patrick Mahomes, you may not win it anyway, but you know what I mean? You, I think you will see some, of the guys in the, in the second tier, you feel like you have a better chance of winning one. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, now some of them haven't, if you're, if you're Matt Ryan, you might be up 28 to three, but you're playing Brady. So you lose <laughs> the game anyway. Right. You may play the Uber tier one guy in the Super Bowl and, and not win it. But I think you certainly have, um, you know, a better chance. And when we look at, I'm just looking at the guys mm-hmm. who have been in the second tier over the years at various points, Andrew Luck, um, you know, Roethlisberger later in his career, uh, Cam Newton, Carson Palmer, um, you know, but Derek Carr, Deshaun Watson. So there's some guys who kind of cycle into there. You know what I mean? Eli Manning, I think, was always kind of a tier two quarterback. He won the Super Bowl with them. Um, you know, they're the, probably the guys, the best way to look at it is the guys who've been a tier two quarterback a number of times, right? right. And, and frankly, a lot of them haven't been winning Super Bowls, right? Like Stafford you end up paying those guys a ton of money and your roster isn't good around them. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's the allure of the 49ers, right? Is you, you hope you have a pretty good roster around them and you just need this guy who has been held back by his roster. And now your roster can maybe boost him. I agree. I think if those two sides could come together, then you would really have something special in San Francisco. So we'll see. But you did mention Deshaun Watson. So what I want to do, I'm going to take a break. And when we come back, let's get into the Watson side of things how he fits for the 49ers, and just how much power he actually has getting out of the Houston situation. Welcome back to the Niners Nation podcast here with Mike Sando of The Athletic. We're talking quarterbacks, and right now we're talking to Sean Watson. I don't think that the 49ers have enough draft capital to win that sweepstakes when compared with teams like the Jets and the Dolphins, unless they really start going crazy and giving up Kittle and Bosa and guys like that. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I think that's that's going too far, right? I mean, you don't want to, you already probably made a mistake unloading DeForest Buckner. You know, he's just a great player and you don't want to get rid of great players. You don't want to give a Habosa or a Kittle, you know, somebody who's really a mainstay uh, for uh, a quarterback when you don't have to, if there's other good options available. And remember, they're a structured offense, right? So if you can put somebody in like a Stafford or, or like, a, you, you know, I think they're going to function well in that. Whereas I think Watson is probably uh, at his best off schedule, right? You know, I mean, that's, that's a component of this to think about when, if the price is way higher, uh, you may not need all of the things Watson can do, right? You, you just need somebody who can really do what we're going to do exceptionally well at a lower price. How much power do you think Watson has? Cause I, I know you had a post in the athletic that he can flex a little bit of muscle if he wants yeah. to, do, do you see him doing that? Yeah, I mean, I think, he, look, anyone who's willing to, with a no trade clause, who's willing to miss game checks um, has power because the team's not going to wait forever, right? They'll get value. Just most people don't. Most people aren't willing to miss the checks. So you have to ask yourself, okay, Carson Palmer was willing to do it. He was fed up with Mike Brown. Is this a, who owns the Bengals? 
is this that type of a situation where he's fed up with the owner there and isn't going to play there? And I think it feels that way, right? This this isn't about money because he got a contract. Usually it's about money and guys aren't willing to miss money. They're not even willing to miss money to make money, right? <laughs> I mean, who is, right? Most of us, if you have a money settlement, if you have a if you have a money issue with your employer, you're only going to take it so far. You're not going to actually lose money to get a raise and then not ever make it back, right? But if you are if you have money in the bank and then have a issue with your employer that goes beyond the money, it's an issue of principle, right? So if you or I had 20 million in the bank and felt really wronged by our employer, we might be willing to yes. lose our job or something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's the situation that Watson's in having made $30 million. Now there's still other things like they could recoup some of the bonus or they could really play hardball, but how messy do you want to be? You know, you've got a new coach and you're trying to set this thing up right. You know, there's probably a breaking point for Houston too. So they have to figure out now how serious is Deshaun Watson, whose agent, by the way, has Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey was in a little bit of a similar situation where um, he had made pretty good money as a very high pick, but he was done with the Jaguars because of Tom Coughlin. That's it. It wasn't only about money. He was upset. They perceived it was willing to just move on from him. This is different because it's a quarterback, not a cornerback. You don't just do that. You don't just decide to cut bait easily. You have to decide. You have to be able to have a feel for how this is really going to go. Maybe as an organization, you don't want to set a precedent of players doing this. Maybe you're going to have a losing year anyway. And guess what? We'll just wait out to Sean. The the fascinating thing for me, too, is we've never seen this. We have never seen a 25-year-old quarterback as talented as Deshaun Watson just flat out say, I want to get out of here, trade me. Like this deal, if it happens, I feel like is going to establish the market for quarterbacks that get traded for years to come. Yeah, so are we? So I think in September he did his new deal, right? So yes, September. So I think it was early September, like September fifth. Okay, so we're October one, you know, November, December. <laughs> we're we're like four four months and three weeks away from the wedding, right? <laughs> Where we all stand there and we take pictures and we love each other, and. Now we're saying, I don't want to ever speak again. How do you but, do that? But and by the way, in the meantime, Deshaun's played great ball. Yes, but I don't know. who. There's no counselor. There's no, like, they have alienated this guy. And I don't know that there's any way to fix it. Oh, I'm with you. Yeah, now that they have to figure that out, right? Because the, the minute they hire David Coley as their coach, by the way, the news then comes out. Yeah, weeks ago, we asked for trade. This doesn't change it. <laughs> just like conveniently comes out you know good luck david Colley. you've been in the league for 27 years and here's yeah. your situation you've got like no most no talent your star quarterback wants out and we have no draft picks by the way yeah absolutely yeah, good luck but you know what he'll take the however many millions right he always wanted to be a head coach and the thing about these head coaching jobs is you can't be that selective they're hard to get you know so you take it you take any head coaching job just about right unless you're really a hot candidate who's going to have you know, working with a great quarterback and you're going to have options next year. Um, you better take it while you can. And Percoli, I'm sure he's very happy whether the Watson's there or not. Well, I do not think that Watson's going to end up with the 49ers. Obviously, I would yeah. love to see it, but I don't think it's going to happen. But I am very encouraged to hear you say that Matt Stafford could be the difference between 
you know, a nice playoff year for the 49ers and a Super Bowl. Cause I think the same thing. And I've got a lot of people citing Stafford's playoff record or lack thereof. And the fact that he never did much with Detroit. And I think that's crazy. So I'm with you. So let me tell you how, how I have come to conceptualize this. And you can see this in a column I wrote about Aaron Rodgers playoff record. Okay. Because, because we're talking about player legacies and quarterbacks, quarterbacks are obviously very disproportionately important to their teams. Right. And, and because of that, we tend to associate team success with player success. And Tom Brady, 10 Super Bowls, um, he gets a lot of credit for that. And he deserves a lot of credit for it. I mean, he's a huge part of that. But um, if you're extremely good or bad around the player, it makes a huge difference, right? I mean, that can then become the narrative. And so if we go last season, I'm just going to stack this, last season in the NFL, and we rank every team in the league by their EPA, their expected points added on defense and special teams combined. Okay. That's the element of a team. That's a big part of whether we win or lose, but the quarterback has nothing to say about it. Even what you do in offense doesn't affect those situations. Okay. Right. That's a measure independently. The number 32 team in defense special teams was the Detroit lions. <laughs> okay. 31 was the Houston Texans. Wow. Okay. So that's how you go five and 11 and four and 12 with good quarterbacks, even though um, Stafford was hurt. Now let's go to the other end and look at who was number one, two, and three. Pittsburgh was number one. Well, Roethlisberger didn't, didn't have an amazing year, but they were 11 and 0, right? Um, the Ravens, number two. Lamar Jackson's good, but he didn't have an amazing MVP year. Mm-hmm. They're 11 and five. The Rams, 10 and six. The Dolphins, 10 and six. Well, even though even Washington football team was is next, they're fifth in defense special teams EPA. They got to the playoffs and they had the worst quarterback situation of anyone in the league, right? I mean, <laughs> that's true. Alex Smith could, was coming back from a career life threatening injury, um, and they're cutting their number one pick. So you can have a winning team if you're good in those areas and not good at quarterback, but if you're too bad in those areas, even a good quarterback isn't always going to overcome them. It's almost like when two thirds of your team stinks, you're not going to be very good. Like who would have imagined that? Yeah, absolutely. Now the 49ers last year were kind of in the middle on that 14. Were they, were they bad on special teams last year? That's yes. They were yes. hideous on special. They're pretty good on defense. So they were unusually bad on this, their special teams EPA. I'm going to look at them. They were 30th in that. So yes. they were minus 52 EPA on special teams. Only the chargers and Rams were worse. Oh. And you'd think that's a little more volatile and could bounce back to being, you know, that's a health of the roster thing. Right. So, so let's just hope for next year that they're at least middle of the pack on special teams. And then they're in the top, 12 on defense you you would think right so you would hope between those two things maybe your top 10 in the defense special teams realm and then how good does this guy make you on offense you know see now i just want to like fast forward like get me through the super bowl i don't even care about the super bowl now which before i let you go i do want to ask you do you have a Super Bowl prediction? Can you release that, or yeah. is that? <laughs> I don't think it's that valuable. You know, that I can't. This is so confidential that it's only being shared on my nine hundred line, where you can bet uh, for twenty five dollars, right? Uh, but uh, I can't go away from from Kansas City. I, I just think they have too many ways to score offensively, and even when you're ahead of them, whether it was twenty four to nothing in that playoff game, you know they're just gonna they're just gonna stay at it. So. Um, I do think that with Brady and I think with Brady, I think Brady is relentless though. And they were, it was 17, nothing the last time they played. And by the end of the game, you look up, it was 27, 24. So 
you know, through their defense and the relentlessness of Brady, uh, weeks of preparation, I think that Tampa Bay is a formidable opponent. I just don't see how you can plug all of the holes in your defense when they can go to Kelsey. Tyreek Hill is a unique player. Mahomes is a unique player with rest. He's been banged up, right? How could you pick against Kansas City? It's just hard for me. I just, yeah, I agree. I can't see it. And I'm I'm wondering now if the quarterback standard for other teams almost becomes, it's not, do we have a guy that can get us to the playoffs like it used to be? Now I think it's, do we have a guy that can beat Mahomes, that can beat this guy? Because <laughs> if we don't. don't, what do we do? Yeah, right, exactly. But who if does? we don't, like, I what mean, are we doing? They almost never lose any games. Even this last year where, look, they had won the Super Bowl. They're not as hungry, probably. Everyone's gunning for them. I mean, they really only lost one game because uh, they they rested the last game, right? Yep. I mean, so they're fourteen and two. They're fourteen and two, and it didn't even seem like they were dominant. They're just going right. through. Then they come in the playoffs, and they're like everyone's talking about Buffalo. They totally outclass them. You know, I uh, have said that if you're going to beat the Chiefs, you need great quarterback play of your own. You need Mahomes to be not peak Mahomes, and you can't punt. You have if it's fourth and five or less, you have to go for it no matter where you are on the field because you have that's how you keep them off the field. Oh, yeah. So fourth and five from your own 18, you're gonna yes. dial it up. I'm going. Go for it. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. It. Especially if you have a guy like Josh Allen or Tom Brady, hundred percent. You have a good to player. Yeah. Yeah. That's an interesting thing. So let's fourth and five from where on the field are you going for it in the first quarter? I guess the Chiefs should be kind of a, a good test, a good question, right? I mean, look at Andy Reid does it. He goes for it on fourth down all the time. Now he's not necessarily going for yeah, it on but he knows 18. he's going to score 35 points a game with his quarterback. So, right. you know. But so that's more reason to go for it then, because if I got to score more than 35, I need yeah. the ball. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you. You cannot waste possessions, and that's what Buffalo did. I mean, kicking field goals and stuff, you know, Ugh. ridiculous. Cannot do it. No, cannot do it. There you I go. I want end winners. With, we'll end with Singletary. That is <laughs> not a place I thought we would go, but I'm sort of glad we ended up here. Mike, thank you so much. You can read Mike Sando in The Athletic. Also, uh, you can hear him on the Football GM podcast. You are on Twitter at Sando NFL. I really appreciate the time. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Really enjoyed it. Just want to say thank you again to Mike Sando at Sando NFL for the time. Really appreciated the interview. And he's kind of on the same page as me that Stafford would be a good fit for the Niners. He's sort of that sweet spot between selling the farm and not doing enough. And so we'll see. We keep seeing the rumors. I mean, I know Thursday all day I'm checking Twitter because I keep seeing Jimmy trending, Stafford trending, 49ers trending. I feel like it's only a matter of time, but... I learned from hard experience, nothing is done until it's done, and stuff can change very, very quickly. So please stick with us here at Niners Nation Podcast. We will have everything for you. You can always go to NinersNation.com as well for all the latest news and updates. Again, I beg you, please rate, review, and subscribe to the Niners Nation Podcast Network. You'll get all our great shows. We really do appreciate it. And uh, stick with us because we could have a new quarterback sometime soon. Oh, 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 oh,